really excited about this message today. Um, we are talking on uh, kind of an intense message. Uh, so this is, um, we just finished 21 days of prayer and fasting. Anyone else eat some <laughs> last night? At like uh, I had a big old bowl of chocolate chip cookie dough and that was awesome. And um, it was ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so excited about so many things, but. God was here last night in a powerful way. In Scripture, every time we can see the disciples fasting and praying or Jesus fasting and praying, it was always the start of their ministry. I pray that God releases us to do great ministry. And I want you to know one simple truth that we believe. There is nothing that your church is capable of doing for God without the partnership of the Holy Spirit. nothing. We simply can't reach people without the Holy Spirit. We can't help people without the Holy Spirit. We're, we are doing it all in our natural then, uh, trying to serve a supernatural God. I am going to uh, change this message. This is, um, this is one of my favorites. Today I'm going to try to change hats and put on a teaching hat, and we'll see how this goes. We are going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit today, and um, I think that there are some that as soon as I say this, the vault goes down, and uh, uh, I uh, uh, and that's fine. I can only just pray that you would uh, give uh, me the equity to just explain God's word and let the Lord speak to you for what He wants to do in and through your life. Um, this is going to be. Super duper rad, though, in my opinion. Cool. Uh, we're talking on first fruits, right? And I found this verse, thought I'd share it with you. It's pretty cool. And it basically says, Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly, as we, eagerly, uh, as we wait eagerly for the adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. That's a lot of fun words there. Pastor Tim, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, the scripture would say again and again that the Holy Spirit is our deposit of our guarantee that we're citizens of heaven. So when you have the Holy Spirit in your life, you know you're born again. You know that you belong to Jesus. The problem with that is that the Holy Spirit is such a complicated subject that many people don't no, forgot it. <laughs> you can't taste it, touch it, you know, smell it. And uh, do I got it? I don't know. Do you got it? I, I can't tell. And so uh, it's complicated. There are some really cool books on it. One of my favorites is The Forgotten God by Francis Chan. Anything by Francis Chan is super rad, in my opinion, but that you'd like that one a lot. Um, but we're going to try to jump into this, and I'm going to change the order in which I'm saying it in. Uh, but I'm going to start off with a problem that I found. And so, you know, we're going to go long today. Y'all okay with that? Yep. Have we ever not gone long? <laughs> Can you all stand to your feet as I read this? This is a terrible problem. And then I'm going to explain the problem and kind of walk it back. I'm going to set a timer on my phone so that I hurry up so that we can have time together to, do, to spend with the Holy Spirit. Acts 19, 1 through 7, while Apollos was, with, was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus. On the coast, he found several believers. They were believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. 
No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Well, then what baptism did you experience? He explained. Well, they received the baptism of John. You remember that because that's going to come back up later when Jesus is talking later. Uh, and Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one that would come later, meaning Jesus. Well, as soon as they heard this, they were all baptized in the name of the Lord. And then Paul laid his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in other languages, and they prophesied. They were about 12 men in all. Well, that's stinking rad right there. So let's just pray real quick. Lord, um, Jesus, help. Oh, I'm nervous. Amen. Amen. Cool. All right, here we go. We never even heard of the Holy Spirit. Oh, who's that guy? Uh, it's a complicated subject. I'm going to try to break it down for you. And the good news is uh, the mission of our church is to make disciples of Jesus. Jesus didn't ask us to make Christians. He asked us to make disciples. A disciple of someone that looks exactly like their rabbi, talks exactly like their rabbi. And so in order to do that, you can't, it's been 2,000 years and we all look a lot different and sound a lot different and all have our own variations of who God is. And so the way this is going to go down is if we have the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of Jesus and that Spirit lives in everyone that calls himself a Christian. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6 is going to say that you can't even confess that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So good news is, if you believe Jesus is Lord, you already got him. See, isn't that good news? That's good news. All right, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Why are we clapping? I'm sorry. I was just, uh, I just know this is, this is sensitive. Jesus said that you must be born again. Uh, he told this to Nicodemus. They are having a conversation. And he says, look, everyone, if you want to go to heaven, you have to be born again. Nicodemus goes, this is really confusing. How the heck is a guy going to, you know, this is, can't come back out of mom. You know, this is, I'm grown. He says, uh, listen, flesh is born of this world, but spirit is born of another world. You've got to now be born of the spirit. That's kind of important because what he's saying is when you then become born of the spirit, everything changes. It's like your life begins seeing things you weren't aware of before. All of a sudden you start becoming aware of like, wait, that's wrong. It wasn't wrong before. It's been right. It's my whole life. But now this is not good anymore. But this is good. And this is good. And, this, and he, the Lord starts showing you things that you didn't know were there because you're starting to realize the heart of God because of the Spirit of God. You're starting to realize things that weren't good that are now, you don't realize everything is spiritual when you're born of the Spirit. Can you believe that? Okay. And so what we have found in, throughout the, the scripture is that in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 13, they're going to say that in him we live and we move and we have our being. Uh, and so it's wonderful that we live in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And he comes upon us. We see this throughout the whole Old Testament. What you need to know is that the, the Holy Spirit is everywhere in scripture. Starts off in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the earth was formless and void, before you existed in all of your glorious theology, there was the Holy Spirit, okay? And so I just want you to know that he is everything. He's the, the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the earth. David said, even if I made my bed in hell, you're with me. How is that possible? Well, because the Spirit of God. Do you promise that I'll never leave you nor forsake you? 
to the ends of the earth, I'll be with you. This is only possible because Jesus, Spirit, is everywhere. In the Old Testament, we would see the Holy Spirit descending upon people like Samson. And he'd do these crazy exploits and he, he would fall on you. But what we see in the New Testament is the covenant of Jesus. That when we become born again, the Holy, we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And rather than the Holy Spirit coming upon us, now he takes residence within us. And so, look at it like this. When the Holy Spirit, oh, when Jesus was water baptized, okay, he came out of the water and a, holy, and a bird, it was the Spirit of God descended like a bird, not a bird. Everyone asks, well, what is the Holy Spirit? People think he's a bird. Uh, he's not a bird. But he descended on him like a bird. Let me just explain to you something. When the Holy Spirit falls on your life, you should be aware of his presence. It should change the way you carry yourself and the way you respond, like a bird. For example, you ever put a little like parakeet on your shoulder and like it makes you like super stiff and like really sensitive because you like this little guy and now everything. And I, my aunt had a bird when I was a kid and I remember like trying to do things and I would get more comfortable and I would do things, but I would always be sensitive of his presence because I liked him and I wanted him to feel comfortable. So I would do things gently because I wanted him to be with me. I wonder in your life if you're aware of the Holy Spirit upon you. But the Holy Spirit doesn't just sit upon you. He lives within you. And so your awareness of his presence should be so much louder because God's not trying to get your attention of his presence anymore. He's trying to speak from within. Rivers of life, the Bible would say. And, and you become the literal temple, so God's living inside of you. But this is complicated. Like, Tim, I've never, I, I, you know, I, sometimes I can't tell if the Holy Spirit is moving in my life. I'm going to share several scriptures that's important for you to be aware that in your life, the Holy Spirit is not um, a cool idea. He's not part of our theology. He is our theology. And so this subject may be weird for everyone. That's okay for me. Here's what I'm going to, I'm going to 85 dog dare you. This has to be something we study. Why? And, and I would encourage you always to not study this stuff online. Just take your Bible out. Go, go, you just go as fast as you can. Just highlight everything that's Holy Spirit. Just go, and you can see he's everywhere. He is the conversation. Because we believe in the blessed Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what you need to know is that uh, Jesus said that uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one will get to the Father but through me. In our relationship with God, we're all trying to get to the Father. He is the focus. In, in, in our Father who art in heaven. Jesus is the way. He's the path. He's the door. He is, if you would, the road to get to the destination who is the Father. You all with me? The Holy Spirit now in Scripture becomes the vehicle. He becomes everything. In Him we live and move and have our being is what the Scripture says. And so I'm going to show you just how crucial this is right now. In, um, okay, I said I was going to say this and I didn't say it. I'm going to go to Scripture and um, it'll be good. Don't seek giftings. Okay, so, so they had heard of the Holy Spirit, but then he laid hands on them and they all spoke in tongues. It's great. Where this gets complicated is where people think it's about the gifting. Can't be about the gifting. Can't ever be about a gifting. It has to be about the gifter. He is the one, not what's in his hand, 
who he is. Does that make sense? When you start trying to do something that someone else is telling you to do, everything gets weird. I've heard theologies of people saying, just say, rondai, hontai, hutai, the bowtie. Don't do that crap. It's just going to confuse you. Just seek Jesus. That's the goal in our life. We seek the Father, and the more we want in God, I want more of you, I want more of you. John the Baptist, who was the greatest discipler before Jesus came, he said, less of me, more of you. That only happens by more of the Holy Spirit in our life. Does that make sense? So forget all the tongues and everything else and all the other things, the prophecy and signs and wonders. Those are the aftermath of him taking over and possessing your full being. We cool? Great. Romans, uh, so anyways, let me show you this. There are several people in our church. Miss Joy, can you stand up? Joy, I think Miss Cheryl Bendel can say this. Miss Cheryl, can you stand up? There are multiple people have been in services where they laid hands on, on people to receive the gift and they didn't get it. Isn't that right? And yet they went home and they had the discipline to say, God, if this is important to you, it's important to me. And they sought the Lord and they sought the Lord and they sought the Lord. And you know what happened? They received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes church just makes things awkward and fills things with, with, everyone's looking at you and you can't stop thinking about all the other, your mind is going in a million directions. Then just do it at home. You have a relationship with your Savior. He promised you something that I can't do for you. Does that make sense? Let him do what he's going to do for you. Cool. I'm going to keep going. Okay. I'm going to go to Romans, and in the first service, I read all these verses, but I realized it just complicated a whole lot of things, and I'm not going to read them all. But Romans chapter 8 is super duper red. One of the best books in the Bible. And my man James Stokes, stand up, James. He is red. And... uh, He's one of my favorite believers, and he's going to be doing a Bible study on the book of Romans here coming up in a few weeks, and so you want to jump into his group. It's rad. So this is what I'm going to read to you. I'm going to read you a few verses, and so in verse 5, it says, Those who are dominated by their sinful nature think about things, uh, think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think things that please the Spirit. Which you understand, he's using the word controlled. You're controlled by sin, you think of sin. You're controlled by the Spirit, you think about things that please the Spirit. Now, when I got married, I gave my life to my wife, and I am forced now to think about things in my life that honor her. And things in my life that dishonor her hurt and affect our relationship. Does that make sense to everyone? This guy, Holy Spirit, is living inside of me. So, you know, I can't hide anything in my life from him. So I'm either helping my relationship with him or I'm hurting it. But he's trying to control my thoughts, my mind, my actions. You guys still with me? And if I do follow him, it leads to life and peace. I'm going to keep going. Um, I'm going to read verse nine. You are not controlled by your sinful nature, but you are controlled by the spirit If you have the Spirit of God living inside of you. Can you just raise your hand? If you're a Christian here today, raise your hand. Okay, you all have the Holy Spirit. So you're supposed to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this. And remember that those that do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. So I need to make sure you understand you already have Him living inside of you. You're in. You got the club. You, you got the, the membership in heaven. You're, you, you, he's in you. So some people don't understand. I don't understand the Holy Spirit. Great, I'm going to show you. Verse 14. 
For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. This is where I think you really have to understand what God's trying to do in your life. When I made Jesus the Lord of my life, I made Jesus the master of my life. Is that fair? I have a dog, and he's the greatest dog in the world. His name is Chewy, short for Chewbacca. He's hairy, he's wonderful, he's fun, he's fluffy, and he's just wonderful. And I take Chewy on a walk sometimes on a leash, and I try to be a good master and control him. Sometimes he walks me. Uh, And in my life, I pray that I'm not trying to walk in a direction where the Holy Spirit is forced to follow me, but that I am following the Holy Spirit. Because what David said is, even if I make my bed in hell, Lord, you'll be with me, because he's going to follow you because he loves you. But the objective is for me to understand that he knows what's best for me, and he's trying to lead me and control me. Now, those that are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And so in my life, when I'm walking Chewy, I know what's best for him. I know what's safe for him. I know what's healthy for him. I know if I let him off this leash, he may run into traffic. He may uh, get attacked by another dog. Something crazy can happen to Chewy, but I, I control him for his good. When he's trained, I can probably let him off that leash and good things will happen. The Holy Spirit is trying to lead you Now, what is important and critical for a born-again believer is to understand that if we aren't having spirit-led thoughts that are leading us to Christ, you can put yourself in a wrong situation. The scripture is telling us that those that have sinful thoughts are thinking about carnal things. Those that, that have thoughts that are leading us back to Christ But I do believe that the church has put themselves in a funk for far too long where they're believers, but they don't even know the Holy Spirit is doing anything in my life. I I didn't know I'm supposed to have thoughts that lead me back to Jesus. And that's a tragic thing because he is everywhere in our lives when we're believers. Relationship with Jesus is through the Holy Spirit. He would teach us how to pray. He will show you how to read your word. He will teach you how to have fellowship. He will show you the people that are good for your life and not, and not harmful. He, will, he is always going to lead you. And I want to be someone that's led. Anyone else in this room? Nope, that ain't going to work. Church, I'm, I'm hungry for God. I, I, like literally, I starved myself for 21 days because uh, that's when this sermon is supposed to be over. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, we'll, we'll put another timer on there. Um, hey, um, what I want in is my life is to look like you, Lord. And you said, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You are righteous. I am not but I hunger to be like you. You promised that we would be filled. And some of us, your presence in our life is an afterthought. And I am begging, literally begging, that in this room right now, you would begin to reveal your presence in our lives, your voice in our life, understanding in our life, revelation in our life. Uh, 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 There's more. There is more. There is more. There is more. There is more. Let me just make sure you understand this. Some of you had an experience a long time ago with the Lord and your relationship stopped there. But every relationship that's meaningful in my life, I feed. 
And I think it's critical that as a believer and a follower of Jesus, that you are a student. Don't get stuck in third grade spiritually. Great, you know that. Well, keep feeding the Lord in your life. And the way I look at it is everything in my life that's good, I feed and it grows. And if I starve it, it dies. And I want to feed the presence of God in my life. I do that by reading God's word. I do that by having fellowship. I do that by worship. I, last night, man, I don't know about you, but the Holy Spirit in me was bouncing off the walls in my, I was last night, if you weren't here last night, you need to just watch that video. We had a worship in here and it was so fun. God loves worship. He loves to reveal to me his heart. Okay. Back on point. Here's Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. This is gonna be cool. So in John chapter 16, Jesus is gonna talk a lot about the Holy Spirit from, 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 from like John, John like 10, John 12, John 14, John 13, John 15, John 16 is super good. This is what he's gonna, Jesus is gonna tell us all about it. Here we go, you ready for this? Everyone say yes. Yeah, all right. So there is so much more I wanna tell you, but you can't bear it now. But listen, when the spirit of truth comes, well, he's gonna guide you into all truth. It's important because the spirit of truth is spiritual. And when we don't have the spirit of truth, we don't know what's right or wrong. So the spirit of truth is designed to show you there's a lot of opinions in this world. Your opinion doesn't matter. His opinion matters. And the scripture says that he is not a dove. He is a person. He can be grieved. He can be offended. He, and so when he lives inside of you and you do something stupid, what's supposed to happen is you want to throw up. Because he's saying, that's not good. That I want, that's yucky. If you don't have conviction in your life, beg for the Holy Spirit to come back in your life. Watch this, watch this. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Remember, he's leading. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I've said that the Spirit will tell you what he receives from me. What Jesus is saying is that the Father gave a lot of good stuff to me, and I'm trying to give all these good things to you, and everything that I'm giving to you is coming by means of the Holy Spirit. So when you learn something about prayer, you didn't just learn something about prayer. The Holy Spirit showed you something that you didn't know before. When you learn something, when you're reading the word, when you're reading the word, it's the Holy Spirit that's actually bringing things off the pages. When, you, when fellowship begins, starts getting better and you start getting godly friends in your life, it's the Holy Spirit that starts. He is the one that is leading. He is the one that is speaking. He is the one that is revealing. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. It's the Holy Spirit. Y'all with me? Yes. So it's so crucial that you can't learn Christianity. That's the danger of this. This is not a theology. He's a person. And if you just try to learn this, it's, it's like trying to learn grace. Who, how can you ever understand grace? It's messy and complicated and it's not fair and it's too good to be true and it's, it's, you can't learn spirit. But you'll know him. We still good? Still like your pastor? Cool, here we go. Uh, John chapter 16. 
Um, this is the, my favorite. I love it. John chapter 16, verse 12, uh, 7. He says, same, same chapter, same, same verses. He says, it is to your advantage that I go away. Let me just stop there. This is, this is uh, my favorite because it's like Jesus' breakup line. Like he's like, it's not you, it's me, you know, it'll, it'll be better for you. I'm going to go, you know, no, you'll be better without me. Uh, but he really means it. Here's the problem. This is that the model of discipleship is that 12 people would be just like the rabbi. But when you multiply that, rabbi can't make 144 disciples and 1,000 disciples and, and 1 billion disciples. But he can if his spirit is everywhere you go. The spirit is Jesus trying to transform your life. It's better for you that I go away because if I don't go, then the advocate won't come. If I do go away, I will send him to you. Let me just, I will send him to you. I will send him to you. That's a promise. And I call God on his promises. The next, so when he comes, he'll convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and the coming of judgment. Let me just make sure you know, the vision of our church is to make disciples. We do, the, the, the way we do it is to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. When we know God, it's when it's the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm everything that the Father's revealing, I'm teaching you. I'm learning God because the Holy Spirit's moving in my life and he's revealing things that are good, things that are not good, things that are, I'm no, I know who you are, Lord. I know what you love. When you're offended, I'm offended. When you don't like something, I don't like something. And I'm learning who God is. Does that make sense? This verse right here, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. What the Holy Spirit's trying to do in your life is reveal freedom. He's trying to get the yuck out of you that's hurting you. He, the harmful relationships you're in, he's trying to get out of your life. This is not a good place for you. You need to get out of here. This is not healthy for you. Get out of here. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. And the more you listen, the easier it gets to, to understand and see the Lord. So right now in your life, he's saying some of you, bad eating habits. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. You listen, things get better. That cavity, deal with it. Stop avoiding it. He's talking to us about our life. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, bad, of righteousness, good, and the judgment that is going to come in our lives. And if we don't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's going to get yucky because he's the only way we identify truth. You still good with me? Cool. This is, this is where I'm going back to. Remember, uh, the disciples no, uh, that, 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 that were believers but didn't receive the Holy Spirit. Check this out. What I love is we know the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't in Acts that it started. Check this out. In John chapter something, 20, Jesus was resurrected and he met with the disciples. And with holes in his hands and in his feet and in his side, he approached the disciples and he said, as he spoke to them, he showed them wounds in his hands and in his side and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. They saw the wounds. And again, he said, peace be to you as the Father has sent me. Let me just stop here. So I'm sending you. This is important because you want to discover your purpose in life. And you need to know that some of you have a heart. You're going, you know what I want to do? I want to make a difference in this world. 
I want to go and I want to touch people. I want to help. I want to do things. I know that there's brokenness. I've been broken. Cindy, man, her testimony. And it takes so much courage to recognize this is what I've got to do. And God starts building you up. And he's giving you a vision about your life. And you're going to do great things. And you're going to help be part of the plan. And we're going to together. God designed you not to just sit on an island for the rest of your life, but to make a difference in people's lives. So as the Father has sent me, Jesus said, so I'm going to send all of you disciples. Any disciples of Jesus in this room? Watch this next verse. So then he breathed on them and he said, receive the... But I just want you to know they didn't, they didn't receive the Holy Spirit that day. I mean, they did. And so did you. And there has been situations in your life where, where the Holy Spirit's growing. And he's growing. And there's more of God moving in your life than ever before. But this wasn't the moment where they were filled. And I believe with all my heart that I don't know where you're at, but there's more. Every Saturday, every, throughout the week, I'll be in here and I'm, I'm, I'll pace these. For whatever reason, this is my spot. I just walk. And as I pray, this is my favorite prayer. God, there's more. There's more for our church. There's more understanding that people have to grab a hold of. There's more hunger for your word. There is more freedom that you want to release. There is more revelation. There, you want to speak. You want to see signs and wonders released through your people. God, I'm asking for more, more of your anointing, more revelation, more understanding, more of you. And as I'm praying this over you guys every week, and what I'm doing this right now is I'm trying to say is that wherever we're at, there's more. There is an infinite more amount of God that we have yet to experience. And we can stay where we're at and be bored. Just think about that for a second. How is it possible that there are believers that are bored with the God who created galaxies? You hit your head somewhere. Or someone sold you religion. relationship isn't boring. I, I'm married. It's not been boring a whole lot in my life. It is a job. There is a task. It is difficult. It's complicated. Let me just tell you right now. God's complicated. Uh, and I'm going to pursue him and I'm going to empty myself of me. So here's what happened. He, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. The next time this subject comes up, it's in Acts chapter one. Yep, I'm way over time. Brian, can I, I get a glass of water? Thanks, bro. I love you, man. Verse four, he says, once again, he was eating with them and he commanded, I do not, and this is what you have to say, and this is our problem. This is our problem in prayer. This is our problem in life. How many of you are waiting on God for something in your life right now? Come on now. We're all waiting, right? You know what's crazy about the way we wait? Is we're, we're doing stuff. I'm waiting on the Lord to, 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 to bring this thing in my life. And um, thanks, bro. Love you, man. Good-looking guy right there. Um, and as I wait on the Lord, I go to work, and I take my kids to, to, to practice, and I make dinner, and I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm in a season of waiting. Anyone else? It's not the same way that Jesus is asking you to wait on the Lord. Remember, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl of great price. And those that purchase that field... Gave up everything for that pearl. And there's things that are promises of God that I want that are costing me more than I'm willing to pay. 
I'm going after God in my life, man, and I'm abandoning everything else in it. If y'all don't want to come with me, I'll leave you behind too. You know what I'm saying? We're going forward. I'm not joking. I don't want a lukewarm church. I read about it in the book of Revelation, and God wasn't real stoked about people that, eh. It's a message for another day. Another audience, maybe. This is the problem. He says, don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift that he promised you. I don't want you to leave until you get what God promises you. I want you to get stubborn about this. If God promised you this gift, do you remember Jesus? He broke up with you so you can have this. It's literally like an inheritance. He died so that you would receive one gift. It's the Holy Ghost. And so, and some of you don't know if he's in your life. I think that's tragic. The God who sits upon you, he's around you, he's among you, and within you. And we don't notice him. Don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift of the promise that he told you. For John baptized you with water. John baptized with water. But in just a few days, I'm gonna baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So they gathered around him and they asked, all right, Lord, that's cool. Yeah, we like that Holy Spirit idea. Hey, but is it at this time that you're gonna restore the kingdom of Israel? Stop. This is exactly what we do. Okay, cool. Cool, God. I like what you're saying, but change the subject. Is it now that you're gonna fix my bank account? Get me the promotion? Fix my wife? She's a hot mess and she needs you to touch her. Some of you have met her before. Y'all wanna agree with me? Nope. I, you're probably right. Uh, so, and so what we do is, that, Lord, is it at this time that you're going to fix America? Is it at this time that you're going to fix the politics in this world? And I love Jesus' answer. It's the same answer to them as he has with us. And we get fixated on what's broken. And he ain't concerned about what's broken. What he's trying to fix is you. And this is what he's saying. He, says, he completely avoids the subject of Israel. You know why? Because he wasn't concerned about Israel. Just like he's not concerned about America. And let me just make sure you understand. That's my second sermon that's supposed to be over right now. All right. I want to make sure you know that for Israel, 30 years later, would be sacked. And when it was destroyed, the gospel exploded. And many people are afraid that our country is falling apart. And I got to be honest, I'm starting to get excited. Not, not that I want to see anything bad happen to America. But man, imagine what happens when the church gets persecuted and we actually get serious about our prayer life and we start going after the Lord more and turning off Netflix and seeking Jesus and wanting God to come on somebody. The gospel went up in flames, man. Spread like fire. So he wasn't concerned about Israel and he didn't even answer their question. And, uh, and so what he said is... Um, he says, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, but you're gonna receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you'll, you'll be my witnesses. So I want you to know that you'll know God when the Holy Spirit comes on you because he's gonna teach you who he is. You'll find freedom in your life because the Holy Spirit's gonna be convicting you about stuff. You'll find purpose in your life because you're gonna recognize mission. And every time the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples and they were baptized, they went and made a difference. The very first thing that happens after the Holy Spirit fell in their life is they realized, man, we're going outside and telling someone about this. That was the craziest experience that I've ever happened in my life. Can't believe it. 
I don't know where you were when you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I happened to actually happen to be at church. Joy didn't happen at church. Cheryl didn't happen at church. For me, it was a service just like this. Pastor said, who here wants to make a difference in this world and is willing to sell it all to make sure that Jesus is Lord? And I'm like, man, Jesus is doing so many great things in my life. All I want is to honor him. And I came down the altar and it was like five guys came over and they all started putting their hands on me and they started praying. And I just remember the fire growing all over my body. Best way I can explain the baptism of the Holy Spirit for Tim Broughton, it's different for everyone. I want you to understand, it is different for everyone. It was like I was a nine volt battery and a nuclear power plant just got hooked up to me. I was shaking, I could weep, snot was literally, I think I had like a, a line and I was as happy as can be. I looked like I got hit by a train and I felt like I was not on this earth. And, and that was my experience. But for someone else, it was as simple as a comforter and a warm blanket. And for the next person, it was a baptism of fire and, and heat all over your body. And for someone else, it was a cool breeze. But I want you to know that God promised you something when he died on a cross. That he would send his spirit into your life. And that spirit would teach you all things. And if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're not going to have a relationship with Jesus. And you're, not, it's gonna be, you're always going to be confused about where you are with God and there's no peace and there's no rest because he's the one that's revealing things that are good and not good. This isn't healthy. Stop doing this. You ignore it. All right, well, there's consequences because there's judgment. Y'all still like me? Here's how we're going to end this thing. Deb, you want to you come and do that thing with Jigger? I'm not going to sing tonight. It's going to be really, I'm just going to let you guys do it. Right. <laughs> we're supposed to end in 20 minutes because we got to start our class at one. We have the membership, the town hall meeting about our church. Um, and so I'm just going to take as much time on this. And here's what I'm going to ask you. I believe with all my heart that God, he still lives. He's not dead. And God can do what he said he can do. He don't need me to do it. In fact, often, I'm the problem. <laughs> and today, I feel led by the Holy Spirit to ask you if you want to receive more of the Lord. It's gonna cost you your life. John the Baptist said, I must decrease, and he must increase. And I have found that the best version of me is him. Him.